Welcome to the Essay for FA's Asset Allocator Podcast, a series that addresses issues of current interest to financial advisors, including ETFs, asset allocation, and the economy. I am your host, Gil Weinrich of Seeking Alpha, and today's topic concerns what the escalation and tensions between the U.S. and Iran means for investors. My Seeking Alpha feed is full of analyses about what we are to make of the U.S. drone attack on Iran's Revolutionary Guard commander, Qasem Soleimani, from major asset managers such as Invesco and ING, and plenty more. I suppose I shouldn't have been surprised by the plethora of commentary because, within mere hours of the attack, markets reacted starkly, with stocks falling 1%, gold and treasury bonds rising as a sort of flight-to-safety response, and oil prices rising 4%. And so the pundits are offering all kinds of advice on how to shape one's portfolio in advance of a feared Iranian retaliation and even more feared escalation to all-out war. To all this, I will offer the following three thoughts. First and foremost, This is a classic case of a situation over which investors have no control. As such, much of the analysis you may be reading is of quite low relevance to your investing decisions, if not outright dangerous, to the extent it may influence wrong-headed portfolio moves. That doesn't mean that a U.S.-Iran war, if one ensued, would not significantly impact markets. It definitely could. For example, actions that might cut the world's oil supplies could bring about a spike in energy prices, trigger inflation, and reduce economic growth. But these are precisely the things one must always be vigilant about and for which investors must therefore be prepared in advance. There are many approaches to dealing with this sort of instability. Mine is to own gold shares as a sort of portfolio insurance, and sure enough, I've gotten a nice portfolio boost from those shares. When gold is down in the dumps, I don't despair, but rather recognize it as the premium I pay on the risk of instability, similar to homeowner's insurance that pays for high-cost damage to most people's biggest asset, their home. Investors who think that every single item they buy must go up are making a rookie error, since first, most everything certainly won't go up, and second, you shouldn't really want it to. Financial advisors purposely design client portfolios to include simultaneous zigging and zagging. My second thought is that, for those tempted to disregard my first one, that we have no control over events, I invite you to consider that what will be taking place in the Middle East is truly beyond your calculations. Sure, the Iranians have threatened a massive retaliation against U.S. targets, but as is known, the White House has declared it has readied a massive counter-retaliation. Some may take all this to mean that a major war will ensue, but it's at least as likely that Iran will be deterred by U.S. saber-rattling. One broad possibility is that the bellicose threats exchanged by the U.S. and Iran have as their parallel the U.S.-China trade war. Despite the hot rhetoric, tough tariff measures, and constant escalation, both sides prefer to keep the lid on the dispute. Alternatively, this could be a sort of battle of the bulge scenario, reminiscent of the German effort to maximize World War II casualties at the point where they knew they were losing. Iran's money supply has been cut off, its trade partners shrunk, it is stretched militarily across several battlefronts, and it is unpopular at home. For these reasons, the regime may take extreme measures out of desperation. My point here is to show two opposite scenarios, each of which is plausible, in order to demonstrate that it is unwise to make any kind of big bet on oil spiking or on oil tanking, because we just don't know. 
That's one more reason why I favor a general hedge like gold. My third point concerns what to do about stocks in light of the possibility of a black swan event that will change the equities landscape. That is, after all, the fear that is spooking markets. And to that, I will say that Wall Street is way off in its thinking about supposedly low-probability, high-impact events. There's always some guru, to be sure, who calls these events in advance and basks in glory about his big short or whatever he did. But somehow, you were not among those who followed this now-billionaire guru, and neither did most of the big Wall Street firms who spend bear markets pining for a return to the familiarity of markets they think they know. This is all nonsense because the sort of events the models consider unlikely occur all the time. Whether it's the Chernobyl nuclear disaster, 9-11, or the subprime housing crisis, the improbable occurs, markets react, sometimes plummet, and eventually recover. Rather than try to figure these things out in advance, the better bet is to prepare for disaster and position for growth simultaneously and at all times. Own stocks and keep cash, as I never tire of saying. Buy cheap and sell dear. Favor value investments that may not look all that clever in the short run, which is the very reason they tend to look very smart in the long run. Thanks for listening. If you found this podcast of value, consider passing it on to one other advisor. Also feel free to contact me at gill at seekingalpha.com with any feedback. This is Seeking Alpha's Gil Weinrich.